Hello, you're very welcome to Purple Psychology Podcast. You're here with Melanie Hoskin and, of course, as always, Dr. Nisha O'Reilly. Hello. You're very welcome, Nisha. Um, Today, we're, we're on episode 70 and we're talking today about unconditional love. Um, most people would consider unconditional love, the love a parent has for a child, and maybe they don't go beyond that. Should we be going beyond that? No, I, I, I think that's the most important unconditional love. I think if people spend the rest of their lives searching for it, it's because they didn't have it as a child. Okay, so they expect it. They yes. have an expectation of it in, in relationships? Yeah. Okay, let's go with this. Okay, so... um. You read a lot of articles all the time. What do you have to do to bring up brilliant kids? You know, mm. clever kids, fantastic kids, blah, blah, blah. For me, this is incredibly simple, right? Um, the most fundamental thing that you need to give a child is unconditional love. It doesn't matter anything else. And it's quite striking because you would think that everybody automatically gets that and that that is always there and that you always see it in people. And for me, I can always tell when someone's had unconditional love because they have a really strong core and they're really able to be very true to themselves and they're very good at expressing themselves and there's there's just a real strength of character to them and a lot of people um because we talked about i think before with relationships why you attract negative relationships and an awful lot of strong people will then tend to attract people who haven't had unconditional love as a child so that that's a really interesting dynamic mm. and i think i think i've talked about this before as well i think relationships um, between people who've both had unconditional love work very well and relationships between people who haven't had unconditional love work very well. But it can be a bit difficult to have a relationship with a very, between a very strong character and somebody looking for something that they lack, mm. right? And so everybody else that goes on this journey of doing a lot of work on themselves quite often is going on this journey to get over not having unconditional love. Why, why is it that parents don't manage to give their children unconditional love? Like so much of what we of how people talk about their childhood or talk about their parents or talk about their younger years is about oh they were never proud of me or I I never really lived up or I wasn't close or they never really hugged me that much or I I didn't really feel loved or they were always too busy or they weren't there or. And quite a lot of people seem to to sort of then look for, um, I know an awful lot of children that I've worked with who start to look for attention in a negative way, a lot of negative attention behaviours in order to get attention, or they can um, be hugely materialistic and start, like it's been, it was quite common at one stage in the school to have certain children try to talk up the things that they were going to get if they got certain grades, materialistic goals that they were working to. Mm. And it was very obvious to me that they were doing that to fill a chasm mm. inside them of something that they didn't have. Mm. So, like, it doesn't seem like rocket science to me to give your child unconditional love. So, so what, why is it so hard and why do so few people manage to give it? But wouldn't somebody have to experience it to be able to give it? Well, I would have thought that the sort of bond that happens between children, like when you, when you constantly see on Facebook, you know, the newborn child that's born and them all in the hospital and the first photos mm. and, and that first sort of pride and the, this little person that you're taking home, I, I would have thought that it's very easy to continue that on and, and to make the child feel those feelings. So I, I really struggle to comprehend 
why we lose that. But if you have, um, to me, unconditional love is within the self. So you would say that a child is showered with love and and um, that they, they develop this core belief, that a strong core belief themselves, uh, because unconditional love ha- has been um, transferred to them. Yeah. And so that they actually start to love themselves unconditionally. Yeah, and, and yeah, and, and, and what, what I see that happens is when you've had unconditional love, you know, the strength, the way that I describe it to people is that you always have something to feel that you can fall back on. You've always felt supported um, somehow or in some way. And you always feel that no matter what happens, that you're going to be supported. So you could be a tightrope walker at the top of a circus tent, walking across that little wire and um, really high up. But because you know there's a safety net below you, you can go up and do that. Mm. And so there's that sense always of that security. And I'm wondering if because parents put themselves under so much pressure and there's so many worries that flood into the household and there's so much focus on the wrong things now. And there seems seem to be a focus on having a lot of children, particularly in Ireland. So there's a sense of somebody will be given a lot of tension and be very important and depending on where they fall in the family, whether they're the first grandchild, mm. they'll, they'll suddenly have a lot of tension. And I, I've seen this with a lot of Irish families mm. where they have a lot of attention and somebody else comes along and suddenly somebody else is top dog. Mm. Um, and so I, I see an awful lot of jealousy between siblings mm. um, rather than there being this wonderful, happy family unit that people thought they were creating. So I'm, I, I, really, I, I think a lot of it is just that we have the wrong focus. And, and the wrong focus on, on what we have to give a child. Like, it's just incredibly simple what you have to give a child. Mm. They just have to always know that you're going to have their back and that no matter what happens, that you're always going to stick up for them. Mm. And that it doesn't matter what mistakes you make. But then would, would, would um, unconditional love not be a natural process then? Well, it should be, so why doesn't it exist? Because maybe it's not a natural process. Could it may possibly not be a natural process? Oh, oh, Is it something you have to learn or feel? Well, well, maybe it's just environmentally so many people haven't felt it in households and we've played so many mind games with people and we've lost sense of what really matters that, that maybe we're not giving it to people and we're just carrying on because this generation didn't have it, the next generation doesn't know how to do it either. Like, there's an awful lot of people who obsess over people's grades and their marks and mm. how they're doing. Um, but don't go to their school plays. Yeah. Mm. And, and, and I, I kind of think that that's where the proof of the pudding is, you know. You'd often hear parents saying, you know, I would take a bullet for my child, but they can't turn up to a football match for them um, because they have to do this or that. Uh, you know, um, I think the, the proof um, for for a child to feel unconditional love is to know that a parent will step over the line for them and put them first. So it doesn't matter if um, it, it it doesn't matter if I have to do this or have to do that. I'm going to shift this and move this and yeah. And maybe also they don't ask them to unconditionally love their siblings either, because I, I see I see that out all the time too. I, I don't. I don't see it passed on. We just. Uh, we just seem to have this 
fantasy version of what a family unit looks like and what it looks like in reality. Yeah, but I mean, I'm one of eight and I have to say like a good five of them are irritating (laughs) in adulthood. So... Like, how can you cut unconditional? How can you tell a child, love that little brat over there, you know, when you when you're just after being fighting with them for a toy? Or is it a natural thing for children? Children are naturally, I mean, in the teenage well, years, they go through a process of narcissism that's, <laughs> that's, that's akin to something you'd see in a horror film, you know? Well, yeah, I was in a cafe recently where a kid deliberately pinched their little sibling in order to make him cry, and I do really wonder why you would want to do that rather than look after him. Maybe to have power over him. It's more yes, but who power. has power over them then? With like, mm, how, how, yeah. do you, how do you learn that you have to have power over people? Well, they say, I mean... I. I, I I see parents not correcting their children and not um, and I, and, I'm, and you know you, you, sometimes you you look at people and you think you know you you are I know you hate that term snowflake but they are raising snowflakes precious little gems that that are going to have to come into the real world where nobody's going to love them unconditionally no in fact some people won't love them at all yes but if they're loved unconditionally then they can cope with the world and it doesn't matter yeah i think it is a core thing i think unconditional love whatever way it's transferred and i don't right, think did it I needs, that round? <laughs> but i don't think it needs to be needs to be given by a parent i think it can be given by an environment or a community and um, somebody's self-belief um i think it really helps if it starts with the parents uh, Ideally, ideally, but not everybody gets that. Like, uh, but like, I think, I think it just uh, as every stage in your life, it makes you feel like everything, everything is possible. You can step mm. out and try and do anything. But for children that wouldn't have uh, parents that that are showing unconditional love for whatever reason, yeah, there's um, two, there's two reactions. They need to, that. to be able to to, to find a, pa- a, a, a channel as well. Yeah, and and there's two things: they either don't try or they have a huge need to prove themselves. And they meet both sets. And the ones that have a huge need to prove themselves, you would think mm. that that would be a better thing, but quite often they have a mental breakdown quite young. Well, what about people just developing a sense of self and believing in themselves and understanding that for whatever reason they didn't receive unconditional love? Well, I think that's a process that basically people go through with me later on. Mm. But I think it would be so much better if we didn't have to do that. Yeah, well, I would. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, like we 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 just do eradicate the entire personal development industry overnight. <laughs> okay, I'm all in for making myself obsolete. Always have been. <laughs> right. So, unconditional love. Say for people that don't feel they they had that, they're going to go through a process. They're going to have children themselves, and, and they're, they're going to rewrite the record now. Well, they're, they're going to worry that they haven't loved their because children. Because, interestingly, um, my parents didn't have perfect parents, mm. but they changed the mould. Mm. And that's what, I, what I'm saying. I think it can. You don't have to receive unconditional love. And I no, agree with you, you it helps. Know, no, but you do have to know that it's important. Mm. But sometimes self-love is, is when, when the other isn't there, when, when you haven't received that. You, go to, you have to go to plan B. I, I like plan A. I always go with plan A. Plan A is good. Plan A is good. But if you don't get plan A... Yeah, but I'm trying to create a perfect world here. Okay, and on that note, <laughs> we'll end this podcast.
and we'll see how that pans out. Yes. For part two, join us next time. Thanks, Megan. Thank you.